Hey guys, welcome back to our channel. Sienna and Jenna out here, ready to discuss a very serious topic with all you podcasters today. We'll take a deep dive into our justice system, discussing whether or not high-profile individuals receive equal treatment to any other citizen. Here are two high-profile cases we have hand-selected for you all to really highlight certain advantages that high-profile individuals may have. Get ready, podcasters! If you've ever heard of O.J. Simpson, you've probably heard of the infamous double homicide trial accusing him of the murder of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown, and her friend Ron Goldman. Before his 1994 indictment, Simpson was a professional football player for 11 seasons of the NFL and worth almost $11 million. Although Simpson was acquitted on all charges and deemed legally innocent, there's a substantial amount of evidence indicating him as the culprit. Evidence such as Simpson's DNA left at the crime scene, bloody shoe prints, bloody socks found in OJ's residence containing Brown's DNA, Simpson's glove found at the crime scene, and eyewitnesses refuting his alibi. With much evidence against him, it raises the question, how was OJ acquitted, and did his position in society have anything to do with it? Nine out of twelve, three quarters of the jury, thought that OJ was less likely to have committed the crime because he had excelled at football. As you can see, the jury's perception of OJ was already skewed from the beginning in his favor because of the fact that he was a high-profile individual. Joining us today, we have Dr. Kyle Ulrich, one of the leading psychiatrists in the nation. Today, he will be reading an excerpt from OJ Simpson's book titled, If I Did It, and sharing his opinions on the matter. Good morning. In his book, Simpson writes, if I had actually done it, I would have brought my good gloves that day. I would have thought it was shame that they shrunk when I left them out on the patio, but I would have brought them just the same. They were my lucky gloves, and I would have needed them because I was going to stab my out of a wife, hypothetically. In my expert opinion, Sim Simpson essentially incriminates himself in this statement. His assertion that his shrinking gloves would have prevented him from murdering his wife is erroneous. His blood, as well as his wife's blood, was found on the gloves, clearly displaying a very suspicious scenario. Given the other vast amounts of incriminating evidence, the gloves may have not fit, but they most certainly were still used. A minor inconvenience would not stop someone showing the signs of mental health issues that Simpson displayed. Thank you for your input today. I have one final question before you go. Do you believe that O.J. Simpson did in fact commit these crimes? Absolutely. Based on substantial evidence and Dr. Kyle Ulrich's expert analysis, it would appear that O.J. Simpson killed his wife. However, his status within society majorly influenced the jury's verdict. Now personally, if I was on the jury, I probably wouldn't have convicted him. Because my goodness, that is one fine man. Like, who would convict America's stud muffin of such an unbelievable act? Not me. I mean, he is single now after all. In all reality, however, the evidence against him in this case was overwhelming, and it is likely that his incredible position in society contributed to the jury's verdict in acquitting him of all charges. Simpson is not the first to have escaped legal troubles. Lindsay Lohan was sentenced to 90 days in jail when her probation was violated. However, the actress only spent 14 days in prison when the jail was deemed to have been overcrowded. Most speculate that this was likely a result of her fame and power. Lohan was sent to rehab from there and did not have to fulfill her 90-day sentence. It's important to note that in addition to this early release, Lohan's prison was an all-female prison and typically regarded as being one of the nicer prisons within the system. 
In most prison systems, prisoners do not receive the minimum space requirements recommended by the international standards, spending up to 23 hours of the day, if not all day, in overcrowded cells. This means that the majority of cases, prisoners are going to experience overcrowding. Lohan, however, was one of the very few people who was let go based entirely off of overcrowding, and it is likely there were people there who had committed smaller crimes than she had within the system. This is a luxury that no average American citizen would receive, simply not serving your prison time because of overcrowding. In many scenarios, prisoners are relocated away from their families if a prison is too full to accommodate them, not an alternative reduced sentence. Well, dang, that was kind of rough. Let's move on. Now, here's the other side of the argument. We've provided cases which demonstrate how high-profile people really do receive equal and fair treatment. Martha Stewart is one that needs no introduction. Her name is on the face of almost every recipe, cookbook, and other cooking products across America, and she has built up a reputation for herself in the food industry. But we all remember when America's sweetheart was sent to prison. In March of 2014, Stewart was found guilty and convicted of felony charges including conspiracy, obstruction of an agency proceeding, and making false statements to federal investigators. Stewart received these convictions for lying to federal investigators about a stock sale. Stewart was ordered to serve a five-month prison term, five months of house arrest with ankle monitoring, and a two-year period of supervised release. Oh, Martha, you've done it again. I think it's important to note that our not-so-high-profile stockbroker who led her through these schemes received an almost identical sentence. Therefore, it's highly unlikely her fame helped her out any in this case. I mean, too bad she couldn't spend 14 days of her sentence in prison and be released after that like some of our other stars. We're sorry, Martha. You're just not as cool as Lohan. Stewart's prosecutor said it best when speaking to the judge. Citizens, like Miss Stewart, who willingly take the steps to lie to officials when they are under investigation about their own conduct, should not expect leniency. Looks like justice is a dish best served cold. We're sorry, Martha. The name Russell Williams and all that surrounds it may not sound familiar. That is because his residence and actions take place in Canada. While this occurred in Canada, some of the same principles apply to those of the United States. Williams was a highly ranked and decorated colonel in the Canadian Armed Forces. He was an important military figure, earning his wings in 1990, welcoming the Olympic torch, and having the opportunity to meet the Queen of England. Williams would go on to break into 40 homes, murder two women, and sexually assault two others. When it came to his sentencing, his position of power held no merit when he received two consecutive sentences with the possibility of parole in 25 years. Russell demonstrates exactly the way in which a high-profile citizen should be treated within the justice system. I mean, when you break into 40 homes, murder two women, and sexually assault two others, what do you expect, buddy? No other average citizen would have gotten away with such terrible crimes. Therefore, it is only fitting that he received one of the highest penalties. This is nearly the opposite of what we saw in the Simpson case and demonstrates how widely the penalties of crimes can vary when dealing with high-profile individuals. To conclude, all in all, there have been times in which high-profile individuals were handled differently from the rest of the American population, and there have also been times in which they were treated with equality. I think everyone can agree that there is a lack of consistency within the justice system, and this issue needs to be addressed. Thanks guys so much for listening. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and leave any comments. Tell us what you think. We'll be bringing it back to you next week at 11 p.m. Eastern, live, so make sure you get cozy, crank up the volume, and tune in. This is Sienna and Jenna, signing off.